Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We're going to keep rolling on the story of David and the kings of Israel in 1 Kings chapter 1. It was verse 5 that resonated with me. It says, Now Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with 50 men to ride ahead of him. Today's podcast is entitled Game of Thrones. Over the past few years, I have been watching multiple series set in the history of England. Both The Last Kingdom, which you can find on Netflix, and Vikings, which you can find on Amazon Prime, are set in the period when England was divided into several kingdoms, and the Vikings from Norway and Denmark were regularly raiding the island. The BBC's Hollow Crown series from PBS are modern productions of seven of Shakespeare's historical plays, following English monarchs Richard II through Richard III. So I've quite literally been entertained by the intrigues, plots, and schemes of people trying to ascend power in the Game of Thrones that is English history. What's lost on many people is that much of what is called the Old Testament is the history of another more ancient Game of Thrones. It is ancient Israel's own version of it. And it has all the same intrigues and plots and schemes and assassinations you find in the history of really any other human kingdom on earth. Having just followed the story of Israel's ancient monarchy from King Saul through King David in the books of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, this chapter day journey is going to press on into the epic saga beginning with 1 Kings. At the end of 2 Samuel, David has barely survived a coup d'etat by his son, Prince Absalom. Absalom was seeking revenge because his half-brother, Prince Amnon, the oldest favored son, raped their half-sister, Princess Tamar, and King David did nothing about it. Well, picking up the story in today's chapter, David is now old and bedridden. The number of his days is waning, and everybody knows it. Prince Solomon, the firstborn son of the scandalous marriage between David and Bathsheba, has become David's favorite, whom David had promised would succeed him. So enter Prince Adonijah, likely the eldest remaining son after Absalom murdered his brothers and potential rivals during his failed rebellion. With David bedridden, his power is diminished. Adonijah decides to attempt a bloodless coup. He gets the backing of a high priest and a couple of David's most powerful right-hand men, then arranges to have the high priest anoint him king at a sacred place just outside of Jerusalem. They then begin a feast to celebrate. Well, hearing this, Bathsheba and the prophet Nathan go to David to explain what has happened. David gives orders for another priest and those loyal to him to quickly anoint Solomon and place Solomon on David's throne as David's chosen successor. The crowds inside Jerusalem gather and hail their new king, Solomon. While outside the city, the self-crowned Adonijah and his followers are wrapping up their coronation party when news arrives that King David has placed Solomon on the throne. 
Adonijah and his followers scatter in fear that King Solomon will exact revenge and have them all killed. Prince Adonijah flees to the temple where he takes hold of the altar, hoping that Solomon will not kill him in such a holy place. Solomon, in his first recorded act as king, promises not to kill his brother as long as Adonijah remains loyal and he sends him home. So in the quiet this morning, I couldn't help but think about the fact that almost every human system, basically every human system, families, committees, churches, councils, school administrations, community groups, businesses, you name it, each one of them is a game of thrones. Wherever leaders have power and or authority over others, members within that system will challenge it, criticize it, undermine it, usurp it, rebel against it. That's why the founding fathers of the United States divided governing power so widely. They knew from history that the Game of Thrones is inherently human. By spreading out the power across three different branches and two legislative houses, they sought to ensure that power was not so concentrated on a single throne, but many thrones for which there were checks and balances to make necessary corrections and hold individuals accountable for the abuse of power. So where do I stand in the various human systems in which I live and operate? How well do I do with authority and power that I have in family and business, church and community? How well do I submit to those who are in authority over me in those same systems? Where do my loyalties lie? What does it mean to live, speak, think, act, and relate in those systems as a disciple of Jesus? Are the fruits of God's Spirit evident in the way I conduct myself in each system? If Jesus is my Lord, as I profess him to be, then I acknowledge him as the one sitting on the throne of my heart and life. So how well do I submit to his authority in every area of my life? Those are the questions I'm asking myself this morning. I hope you have a great day. We'll be back here on Friday.